0: Welcome to Building Insight, brought to you by the lawyers at Glayholt Voles LLP. Building Insight is Canada's first podcast dedicated to construction law and dispute resolution. We hope you enjoy the podcast.
1: Welcome to another episode of Building Insight. My name is Miles Rosenthal, and I'm here with Keith Bannon, the managing partner of Glayholt Bowls. Thanks, Miles. Good to be here. So today we'll be discussing the work from home experience, and we'll be focusing on three topics. First is managing a law practice from home. Second is participating in legal proceedings from home. And lastly, we'll be discussing some of the professional responsibilities that are heightened by the work from home experience. So, Keith, why don't you uh, start us off and talk to us a little bit about what it's been like to be the managing partner of a law firm during these unprecedented times.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Miles. It's been interesting. Uh, it's learning on the job. I think uh, a lot more hands-on uh, sort of closing in on the micromanagement level than, uh, than I otherwise would prefer or as is my typical management style. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of things to get lined up to have a law firm of, 30-plus people, uh, for the most part, working from home and using all of our various technology and systems that people a lot smarter than
1: me have installed. Uh, and uh, thankfully, it's it's worked out very well. Well, thanks, Keith. And uh, do you have any, I guess, particular practice tips that uh, you can provide for our listeners that, as you said, you sort of picked up along the way over the last couple of months?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think first of all, like everybody, just has to embrace the technology and, and, and use it. You can't think about how you used to work or, or how you typically worked pre-COVID uh, nineteen when you're in the office five, six, seven days a week, depending on what your your work level is like. Uh, You can no longer ask people to print documents for you, so you can have them on the table and compare them if that was your style. you, You just have to give up on that and maybe you have two screens at home or whatever else and you can no longer walk into somebody else's office and have a meeting with them or organize a meeting in a boardroom. You have to use Microsoft Teams or Zoom. And if you're like me and you're adverse to learning new technology, you've got to get through that fast because otherwise it's just not going to work. Now. I would expect it's a lot easier for longer, younger lawyers like yourself, Miles. I mean, uh, you, of course, articled in person for the most part pre COVID 19, but now you're starting your career as a lawyer in the, I guess, COVID 19 work from home uh,
1: world. How do you find it? Well, there's definitely been uh, somewhat of a learning curve, of course. Um, but, you know, as you said, it's really about embracing the technology. And I think that for me, it got really emphasized you know, when we participated in that tele-arbitration. And I'm going to take this time now to discuss a little bit about that experience that we had. So essentially, we were uh, part of an arbitration that really began just after um, we began working from home. And uh, there were a lot of things that we, of course, learned along the way, but Again, it's really about embracing the technology. And, you know, one thing that I cannot emphasize enough is you are at a disadvantage in the fact that you will not be in the same room as your client during these proceedings. And for us, we of course, had the arbitration hearing, but in the interim, the first sort of proceeding that we participated in um, was something akin to a, uh, a mediation. And what we learned right away is that while you, me, and the client were all in separate rooms, uh, we can make use of certain programs. And in our case, we used uh, Microsoft Teams, but of course, using other pieces of software like Skype for Business or Zoom would work as well, where we had a separate line of communication going with the client, while on the other line, we were, of course, participating in the mediation um, via telephone. And I cannot emphasize enough how important this was. And in addition... This is also a new experience for the client. Whether they have participated in any sort of litigation before or not, you have to recognize the client is also navigating the work from home experience uh, as well. And when, especially when you are going to be participating in some sort of hearing or mediation or whatever over um, the telephone, they have to be prepared for that. And while you are in separate rooms and, of course, separate locations from your client, your client still needs to be engaged in the process and not only do they need to feel comfortable with you, but they also need to be, they also need to feel comfortable with the telehearing process as well. So that is something that of course, um, you know, you have to ensure that the client is ready for. Now, one thing that I want to, uh, give as I guess a pro tip is while you are participating in these telehearings, um, whether it be a full on hearing, um, or emotion, or whatever, you have to recognize that there may very well be documents involved in the process that people on other sides of the phone are going to have to be reading or following along with. And one thing that uh, one of the opposing uh, councils did in this hearing was they put together a bookmarked PDF of each party's documents that were ready to go. And not only could the parties and the arbitrator follow along while uh, the hearing was taking place, but these exhibits or these bookmarked PDFs of exhibits were provided to the witnesses as well. So while it otherwise may have taken a long time for each of the parties and the witnesses and the arbitrator to literally be on the same page, having that bookmarked PDF of exhibits is by far the biggest pro tip that uh i i took away from uh this experience
0: yeah i think from a practical level miles that's a good point point. and i think what it also shows and it should show everybody in the profession uh, in ontario is that this can be done i think there's a lot of reluctance in the industry to do uh, i guess remote uh, discoveries cross-examinations proceedings Uh, I'm guilty of that as well initially when this whole uh, News struck of the province shutting down and social distancing and so forth I was one of the first to to agree to cancel a mediation rather than do it remotely Uh, I've since of course very much changed my opinion on that I was Scheduled to do remote cross-examinations for all of next week, which were canceled for other reasons and have since started to schedule other Proceedings which will occur remotely. I think you know, beyond the technical aspects of bookmark PDF or whatever else you use, the key is you have to put in the time up front to organize your case. And really, that's a discipline which we should all have in any event to, to really do our case justice to, to serve our clients properly. In the days ahead of any examination or hearing, the documents should be prepared, they should be reviewed, they should be packaged, they should be ready to go. And you have to do that in a, in a remote setting. You, you can no longer be sitting across from the witness at a boardroom table, sort of fumbling through your briefcase for a loose piece of paper that you're going to put in front of them and then have marked as an exhibit. It has to be prepared in some way in advance uh, and so that it can be uh, entered as an exhibit, so that it can be shown to the witness, opposing counsel, court reporter, all simultaneous in a remote environment. And that's going to take that upfront work, which is going to require discipline. And it's going to require some people to change the way they do things. But I think that'll be for the better. Uh, and that's that's a good that can come out of this. I think second aspect in terms of if I could call it a lesson learned, Miles, from this, uh, aside from that you can do these things remotely it would be the first lesson learned. It just requires organization and discipline. The second lesson learned here is in a remote setting where perhaps maybe I wasn't the most comfortable, I, I was able to to rely more heavily on Miles uh, than I ordinarily would in a hearing setting. Uh, Miles did a great job in digesting the evidence, putting forward our case, offering opinions on strategy and so forth. And his, his ability with the technology and his ability uh, to use all of our various remote systems, whether it be teams and so forth, gave him an edge in being able to do that. And I think particularly at a time right now where, you know, you talk about it being a difficult job market for articling students and young associates, that's a particular advantage that they should really embrace so that they can get the opportunity to lead on files in ways they may not otherwise have been able to. And, and in my case, you know, I couldn't have done the hearing without Miles, and I think it's a credit to our, our student program, and I don't say that in a boastful way because I have nothing to do with it. My partner, Michael Vallo, that chairs the program, has done a wonderful job, and we have very talented people here like like Miles. Uh, but I think there's an opportunity for students all across uh, the province to to also excel in that role and make themselves more valuable members of the team than they may have otherwise been able to.
1: Well, thank you, Keith. I, I really appreciate the vote of confidence. And I think you really hit the point home there where, and it's not just for articling students and young associates. It's it, it, it's really something that all lawyers now will need to embrace, um, We know that from the notices of profession that have been released by the Superior Court of Justice, that the teleconference or telehearing experience is going to be more commonplace in the near future. And we also know that in-person hearings, uh, for the most part, uh, will not begin again until July the 6th. And while these notices are, of course, um, being released by the court to address the current COVID-19 situation, there are a number of factors that we just don't know yet. Uh, and, and this was something that was touched upon in our previous podcast. But if there's a second wave, you know, what guidelines are going to come to effect again? Um, so making use of technology and being up to date with the most current technology needs to be something that becomes regularly used in a lawyer's arsenal of tools. And I I actually think this might be a good way to segue into our third and final topic, um, which are our duties as lawyers and our professional responsibilities that are now heightened um, uh, now that we're working from home. And uh, I, I think I'll say from the outset that all of our duties have been heightened since we've begun working from home. Um, but there are a couple that uh, I think uh, would be beneficial if we emphasize uh, in this podcast. Um, the first is our duty to be competent and to uh, provide quality of service uh, to the client. Uh, so Keith, from your experience, how has that been engaged in uh, your law practice?
0: Yeah, I think if you can probably just gel the two together, uh, competency and quality, Miles, and not get too bogged down in the actual mechanics of the rules, but think about what their spirit and intent are. And, and we've already touched on this in, in the podcast about engaging in technology, uh, keeping the clients' files moving, basically continuing to serve our clients in the best way we can, by not just sort of sitting on our hands and saying, oh, the, there's a provincial uh, shutdown, we can't be in the office and therefore we can't help. That, that's the wrong approach, and and it's going to take some waste of time that you you're not going to be able to recover in terms of learning technology, and perhaps working a little bit slower than you are otherwise accustomed to, but that's okay. You're, you know, your your ultimate duty is to serve your client, and you need to find a way to do that effectively. And, it, and I think as we discussed here today, it can be done, it just takes a little bit more upfront effort and it takes a, a bit of a learning process. You know, For many of us, we're sort of going back to school in that regard and, and learning how to use all these diff- different technology and how to, how to practice law a different way. Uh, but in the end, once you make that investment in, in learning how to do that, you can be just as effective and you can serve uh, and fulfill your duty to your client at the same high level as you did pre-COVID-19, and you should do so.
1: Well, thank you, Keith. Uh, and, you know, I guess one of the other duties that I think that we should emphasize in this podcast, um, and it's definitely something that has been gauged for all of us, um, whether you are an articling student or a, a managing partner uh, like yourself, is our duty to maintain uh, a client's confidentiality. Now, most of us are living at home, uh, with our families, um, and you know, just from that alone, this duty is particularly engaged. And uh, you know, I I thought maybe you can talk a little bit about um, some of the practice tips that you've picked up in this regard.
0: Yeah, I don't think really there's. I'm going to say anything new or anything anybody doesn't know. I think you just we all have to constantly remind ourselves of what we already know and make sure we adhere to these you know general rules. Finding a, a place where you have privacy for a phone call or a Teams call with client or other lawyers where you're discussing confidential information uh making sure your client's documents are secure uh you know with the technology you're using laptop or or otherwise um you know you have to be just hyper vigilant you're not in an office environment anymore you're in your you're in your home uh, you're maybe even working from a public space out, out, outdoors uh, and you can kind of get lost in the thought of a file and inadvertently disclose this information if you're not hypervigilant about maintaining that duty of confidentiality. I think at the same time, and something that is new to this situation, that, you know, I think is probably not talked about enough, uh, and without getting the details of our own situation, of what, what we experienced, um, you know, fraud attempts are, are on the rise and lawyers across the province are being targeted. Uh, so you have to be hyper vigilant in that area. We we saw probably the most sophisticated fraud attempt we've, we've ever seen. Uh, thankfully, in, in the end, it had nothing to do with our firm, any of our systems. It, it had more more to do with opposing counsel. Uh, but you know, just just seeing an attempt, which was caught, and there was no consequences. But the consequences would have been extreme uh, or or exorbitant financially, anyways. And so you. Know, it's a, it was a good, I guess, uh, close call uh, for for a, another firm that we had witnessed firsthand to make us all hyper vigilant and sort of, you know, doubling back on our, our our best practices and making sure that we don't become victims and our clients don't become victims of any fraud.
1: Absolutely, Keith, and I think that our listeners will uh, will will definitely appreciate. Uh, The thoughts that you just gave. And, uh, I think that in the end, this is an evolving story for all of us. Uh, we will be learning as we go, but the key takeaway that, you know, we really want to emphasize in this podcast is that there are tools available for all lawyers, specifically in the technology front that really must be made use of um not just now uh while we are responding uh to this particular situation but you know these are things that are going to have to uh or these are practices um that are going to have to continue into the future um and so keith I, I i thank you for uh for being here with us today um your your insight is always uh, appreciated um, and uh to our listeners, uh thank you for uh tuning in to another episode of Building Insight. Uh for more information, um, you can always visit our website at ww.glayholt, that's G L A H O L T dot com. Thank you very much, and thanks again, Keith.
0: Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts and visit layholt.com for more information. If you have any questions, email us at info@layholt.com. We look forward to having you join us again.